not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. If you're not smart enough to be my friend, fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Truth Again, episode 64 with my good buddy Mike Baldwin. He's that handsome fella right there. And uh, we are two professional stand-up comedians who think that the uh, everything we're told right now in our country is pretty much a crock of shit. The deep state is real, and uh, we don't think Trump's the monster they've made him out to be. If anything, we think he is the one guy who can bring America back to what it's supposed to be. And if he doesn't get elected, we're all screwed. <laughs> pretty much. So that's pretty much the gist of what we believe here. Um, I was reading some of the some of the uh, comments on on the the post you had put up about Hillary Clinton about basically oh. you were, basically you were like I hope that once Trump gets reelected that some of this corruption can get weeded out and and hopefully well I'll I'll tell you exactly what I said uh, Hillary Clinton was on the View the other day and I'm not gonna put everybody through having to watch that video but. Uh, so the view posted and tagged Hillary Clinton and said uh, a win for President Trump in 2024 would be, quote, the end of our country as we know it. So then I commented and I said, true. Right now, I know our country to be corrupt, shady and going downhill fast. Hopefully can Trump can bring an end to that dot 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 as we know it. And then, yeah, the comments are like, uh, maybe he will from prison. Yeah. Um, do you have the comments handy? Uh -huh. Oh, do yeah. Wanna, do you want to read any of them? Um, yeah. One guy posted a meme that says it's like a vending machine that says test your stupidity. And it's got a blue check mark on it because I paid for a blue check mark. Uh, it says Trump knows a lot about being corrupt and shady. Um, this other guy said wannabe comedian has thoughts um somebody posted a meme that said i wanted to look all this stuff up but i actually didn't get around to it but it says uh, it shows trump on one side and it shows biden on the other side and it says trump said he would reduce the deficit he didn't but biden did trump said he would lower prescription drug costs he didn't but biden did uh, all of them say he didn't, but Biden did. Uh, he said he'd invest in infrastructure. He said he'd bring back manufacturing jobs. He said he'd make Mexico pay for border security. And he said he'd reduce insulin prices. Now, I'm pretty sure Trump did most of those things. Uh, if you don't count COVID, that's the that's their argument with the deficit part. Um Trump was lowering the deficit before that. Then COVID came and he had to spend like $4 trillion or something. So then when Biden came in and only spent $3.5 trillion, he was just like, lowered the deficit. We did it, everybody. The deficit is just how much money you spend each year. 
So as long as you spend less this year than you did last year, you're lowering the deficit. That's separate from the debt, which is like the total amount that that we are in the hole. And that's like $32 trillion or something. Okay, real quick, before I was kind of discombobulated when we started this podcast because uh, we had some audio issues at first. Um, but I wanted to open this podcast by saying that I'm going to be at the Improv November 22nd, uh, the Kansas City Improv. It's a pretty, um, I'm, I'm filming it. I hope to turn it into a special, and we only have 80 tickets left. Um, it seats 300, and we've sold 220. So nice. there's, there's only 80 tickets left, and we've got almost two weeks to sell those. So I hope to sell them. Um, and I, like I said, I'm going to turn it into a special, and, and uh, a lot of people have, been supportive of it so far and i'm really looking forward to doing this show so i hope to get as many people out for it as possible i will also be at the little rock looney bin this next week but they're just giving me a flat rate so i'm not pimping their show near as much (laughs) (laughs) um but i'm getting a door deal at the improv so that's important but the main thing is that i really want it to be a great show um so please come out and support that you can get your tickets at improvkc.com and uh, Mike's special will be out on December 8th, and we're both very excited about that. Yep. Um, and that's why going that transitions back nicely into what we were talking about, because I know that trolls are trolls, and you can't get mad at these people because it doesn't do any good. Um, but I did, I did comment. I don't know if you saw my comment back to the guy, mm-hmm. but it pissed me off that some guy calls you a wannabe comedian. Because you might not be famous, but you haven't had a day job in over 20 years. And it it bothers me how many people think like, oh, well, you've never had a Netflix special or you're you're not this or you're not that or I haven't seen you in a movie. You must be a fucking loser. It's like you don't know anything about comedy. Um, Even if someone hates your politics, I don't feel like they could come to your show and then leave going, well, that guy sucks. He's clueless. He should quit. What a wannabe. I mean, if, if anything, guys like us who have done this for a living for over 20 years and you still don't know who we are, that means we're really good at what we do because we're still getting booked to come and do our show because it's very solid and this business is not fair. So just because you haven't heard of Mike or myself yet, doesn't mean shit and you don't know anything and i don't know who i'm talking to because the people watching this know that already but people like that maybe not you know but it's the same with with famous people you know like uh matt rife is the latest example like so many people are like ah what a piece of shit that guy is and it's like dude he's working at comedy like he's naturally funny it doesn't hurt that he's a good looking dude and he's ripped but that aside like yeah people just like to shit on anybody for anything and the only thing that sucks about the time that we live in right now is that you're only allowed to shit on people for certain things so like they can shit on me for being a comedian and being clueless and hopeless or whatever but i can't shit on a dude who's wearing a dress and be like look at that guy he's fucking nuts what's he thinking People are like, how dare you say such a thing? And I'm like, he shit on me. Like, I I don't know. It's uh we're I'm trying to write a joke. It's <laughs> it's not a joke yet, but the idea behind it is like if you're fat and ugly, 
you don't get to be like i'm beautiful and and make other people be like you sure are like if you're a fat piece of shit your only job is to be like i'm i'm just a piece of shit i'm fat and then people go oh no you're not come on man like that's the game we have to play but you don't get to just be like i'm in perfect shape and i'm a beautiful human being and then make me be like mhm i agree yeah it, it's very interesting the things that people bag on the most are like pro athletes and comedians like two things that they couldn't do literally to save their lives they're allowed to bag all over you know like ah what the fuck were you thinking there you dropped the ball or whatever it's right like, if, if i was there i'd have caught it and it's like no you wouldn't dude you wouldn't have, have been able to run that far that fast to be anywhere near it like that guy it touched his fingertips and then he dropped it like that's closer than any of us could get yeah and <clears throat> and stand-up comedy is the same way you know people think if you make it look easy that it is easy well it takes a long time to make it look easy um and people who think they're funny can be people who are funny can be taught how to do stand-up but even the funniest person on the planet can maybe go up there and wing it one time and do a good job or whatever but it takes a lot of years to get to where you look to make where you make it look easy so that's why people think it is easy because if you're good at it you make it look that way yeah so anyway i say all that to say it just it just really pisses me off when someone says some shit like that to you not just because you're my friend but because it's just so absurd you know and it's just such a it's just such an ignorant thing you know it's almost like when an open micer bags on a headliner i'm like you don't get to do that like maybe among your friends or whatever you can be like yeah that guy sucks but to get on a public forum and be like listen i've done seven open mics now and this is what i think about this guy like fuck you <laughs> you have no idea how hard it is not just to be on stage but to like travel and be away from your family and deal with some of the shit we have to deal with you know like i'm not complaining i know we're not digging ditches or or even even doing some awful job like i, I have a friend who i was who does comedy but he also has a corporate job and he was telling me about some of the shit they have to deal with these days like all this sensitivity training and and all this crap and basically say that you're a terrible person if you're white and you know just all this crap and i'm like you know because i was talking about like i should just get a job and he's like well here's what would happen if you did and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> like i could never do that so anyway um back to the comments they're, they're they're just they're so somebody commented on uh, on a i was going through some stuff really late last night looking at some of the comments i've gotten on youtube and i've got this bit called the truth again basically and this guy's like truth again equals ultra mega and i'm like well first of all i don't know how make america great again became like this symbolic thing for the clan or whatever you idiots think it is um but it, it like telling the truth now makes you maga you know to think that we're being divided by design by by people who benefit from th that division which is part of the the joke or bit or you know little well the 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 thing is like they ran out of all the real words that they could use to shit on us they tried nazis and racist and all that stuff in trump's first couple of years 
and they realize like none of that works you know nobody if you if you're like that guy's a nazi then other people are just like oh all right like he lo just looks like a dude to me i don't see him doing nazi stuff but then they show video from ukraine and shit and a dude has a swastika tattooed on his arm and they're like that's not a nazi like that's that's different and it's like if anything that guy's a nazi so now they don't get to do that anymore so th what they've done is they've taken the word maga and made it equal to racist nazi bigot piece of shit guy like that's what people think and i i got into it with another comedian the other day on twitter about uh MAGA stuff because I went on Facebook the, uh, a few weeks ago and I was like I don't have any work you guys like please like share a video of mine do something like I need some work because I'm broke and I got nothing coming up on my schedule and I got some gigs from it you know so anyway so I posted a, a MAGA thing the other day I'll read that to you in a minute but somebody commented and they were like wait you're MAGA like weren't you just begging for money on Facebook like that's like the least MAGA thing and I was just like, that's asking people for help has nothing to do with MAGA. And and he replied back and was like, no, MAGA just means like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and only help people that look like you and that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, that's not it either. Like none of that is what MAGA means. MAGA is like border security, like bringing manufacturing back to the United States, like staying out of pointless foreign wars like not starting wars all of that shit like that's what maga is to me at least i don't know i actually i spent a good hour trying to find uh, a newspaper article or a website or something that would actually tell me what maga actually stands for i mean i know what it, the letters stand for but like i wanted a list of things that like mean maga and literally every article i looked through like five pages of google search it was all just like why it's racist and why it's bad and like why trump is is using the uh like the fake idea of making America great again to just draw out his racist supporters. And uh, it's none of that is what it is. It's just, that's why Trump is doing so well because like I I'm lucky cause I caught onto it in 2015 when I was like, they're saying that he said this about Mexicans and that's not what he said. And that's not what he meant. So I knew then immediately that they were lying about everything, but after so much time, more and more people are starting to realize like, oh, they're just lying about him. Like, so that just begs the question, what are they so scared of? And the only possible answer is that he's going to fucking change everything that they're used to. You know, he's not a, a threat to our democracy. He's a threat to their way of being democracy people their criminal syndicate i mean maga to me is getting rid of the uh central bankers and the federal reserve that essentially run this country um and those things are fat backed up by facts if you start digging into it like if you look at the fact that you know i was watching a documentary about it last night and woodrow wilson in 1913 he he signed the thing that made the treasury department basically they they run this country the you the central bankers run this country and he sold us out in 1913 
basically for campaign support. And since 1913, we've had World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, uh, the Korean conflict, and then 9/11. And when you start looking into things, you realize that World War One was started over a uh, not not necessarily a lie, but it was orchestrated. Like I've said before, everything bad that happens to our country and throughout the world is orchestrated, instigated, and funded. Every the the Great Depression was caused by the central bankers. Um, World War One, like I said, World War Two. There's there's evidence out there that says that Pearl Harbor, they knew it was going to happen. They had intelligence saying it was going to happen, but 83% of Americans at the time did not want to get involved in the in, in the World War. They didn't want to do it, so they allowed Pearl Harbor to happen. So then Americans, within like the next day, like a million uh, military age people signed up to go fight in World War II. So to them, sacrificing a couple thousand soldiers of ours to get into the war, which is huge money, um, and, and the central bankers fund all those things. And then Vietnam was started over a lie. The Gulf of Tonkin, 9-11, um, we both feel like that was a lie. And all the evidence points to it being a lie. So... So fucking Woodrow Wilson should be like, if, if, if people knew what that guy did to this country, MAGA to me is about getting back on the, the path that the founding fathers laid out for us, getting back to having our own currency and not have all this outrageous interest and all that shit that have enslaved so many people. That's what a MAGA is to me. It's about getting back to what this country was founded on. and. The only reason they've gone so hard after Trump is because they control everything and he is a threat to their way of doing things and they can't have that. So they're like, you know, and there are things I don't I, I don't like about Trump or I don't know what to think about. Like, I don't trust Rudy Giuliani and I know that he was his lawyer for a long time um, and mainly because I was watching this thing about uh, about 9-11 and Rudy Giuliani's role in in it as the mayor at the time. Um, so, so there are things that I question, but when it comes down to it, I'm like, I still trust Trump way more than I do anyone else in our government, especially Biden or Obama or any of those pieces of shit, Clinton, Bush. Um, so anyway, that was a long rant, but it, it, it MAGA is not what they made it out to be and that we've we talked about that ad nauseum on this podcast, but it's just so infuriating when I read some of those comments and I'm like, how can you guys be this ignorant? But in their defense, it's because our media, which is ran by the central bankers, is fucking corrupt and they say what's put in front of them on that teleprompter and it's just brainwashed hundreds of thousands of millions of people. And, and then you think about all the wars they started and all the people who have died because of it, innocent people, military people, the families that have been destroyed because of it, even if the one even if they didn't get killed, they came back to the to America and they've got PTSD and all that shit. And it's just absolutely vile what has happened because of the greed and hungry power hungry bastards that that rule this world. And it doesn't have to be this way. Yep. 
So I'm done. I'm sorry. It was a long fucking thing, but I no, get fired about it, man. It, it all makes sense. And it's like if you look back in history over like the last thousand or more years, like those wars were fought to like conquer other lands and stuff. Like, and these wars are just like, come on, guys, stop acting the way that you're acting. Like, if we had if we would go into these wars to actually like win them and like conquer the land and shit, then I think they would be over a lot faster. And uh, there would be a lot more of America in the world. Not saying that I think we should do that, but it's clear that like they didn't go to Vietnam to like take over Vietnam or something like they were just fighting the idea of communism. And it's like, we're going to kill enough of your people to make you be like, oh, yeah, communism's a bad idea. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's it's pretty clear to me that they just like the government or, or the people that that fund the government and whatnot, like the weapons makers and stuff like that. Like they don't make money if we're not at war somewhere. So it's in their best interest to be like, let's just start a little war like or let's just let's convince some other country to start a war with themselves. So then one of them will ask us to make some weapons for them. Like, yeah, it's like Russell Brand said, like when the military the companies make money off of fighting, when the pharma companies make money off of people being sick, like none of that's good. Yeah. Here's a quote I, I, I screenshotted off of this documentary I was watching. One is from, um, I'll just read it. It says, an evil exists that threatens every man, woman, and child in this great nation. We must take steps to ensure our domestic security and protect our homeland. That was from Adolf Hitler. Now, this one is from George Bush. An evil exists that threatens every man, woman, and child of this great nation. We must take steps to ensure our domestic security and protect our homeland. Now, is that that's a that's a direct quote that George Bush took from Adolf Hitler. And back in 1933 or something, Hitler set on fire his own. Uh, it was like the equivalent of our Capitol building, mm -hmm. and he blamed it on the communists. And then, almost a hundred years later, George Bush, arguably, I don't again, I don't think he was the mastermind behind 9-11, but he knew it was going to happen. They allowed it to happen to get public sentiment to do what we did in Iraq and Afghanistan. And then he comes along with the Patriot Act and all that other shit. All they do is history repeats itself all the time. And people, most people aren't paying attention to it. And the ones who are and get all fired up about it, the rest of the country's like, I got bills to pay and kids to raise and I don't have time to look into that. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But eventually this is all going to end. Like there was a, there was 20, 27 years from, from World War One to World War Two. There was another 24 years from World War Two to Vietnam. There was 28 years from Vietnam to 9-11. From 9-11 until now has been 23 years. So in other words, the shit is about to hit the fan again. And it's coming along right around the time they, they can't let Trump get elected. I mean, you start looking at the history of stuff and you're like, man, if you're not, if you don't see that this is all organized, integrated and funded, you're not paying attention. And we're all about to be 
fucked. <laughs> you know? I don't disagree with most of what you've been saying, but I feel like you're taking the picture too big or like, it's like Bongino says like the 40,000 foot view or whatever. Like that's what I don't know where it starts. Like, I don't know where the, our road back to normalcy really begins because uh, if all of the things that you just said are true, like, how do we flip all that overnight? You know, like there has to be one thing to kick everybody off. And I thought that it was going to be like the pharma stuff during COVID. You know, I thought that was going to be the thing that kind of, and I guess it was a little bit, a lot of people got woken up from COVID, but like um, the fact that, and maybe it's happening a little more now because actually my grandma who's 92 just said uh she went to the pharmacy to pick up one of her medicines and that there's a, a shortage right now so she couldn't get that medicine and i don't know if there's going to be more shortages coming soon but the fact is that that goes back to maga like let's bring manufacturing back to america because right now the ingredients that we use to make medicine, it all comes from China. It's like uh, I didn't watch the debate, but I've seen some clips from it. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy last night was talking about uh, we want to build these ships or whatever to like fight against China. But in order to build the ships, we got to get the material. And where do we get that from? From China. So it's like, hey, China, will you send us a bunch of ship making things so we can make ships to defend against you? Like it, none of it makes sense, you know? So that's another thing I said in my tweet the other day was like, I want to bring manufacturing back so idiots like me can get jobs. Like it would, uh, I would love to live in a place where I could go get a job today and like start working today because places need people so badly. But it's the opposite of that. Like if you go apply anywhere right now, they've got 20 other applications that they get to sift through. And that's what, that's an, uh, all of this. This is a rambling podcast today. But like if you raise the minimum wage, you're not giving more money to idiots that can only get jobs at fast food places. You're you're making more people apply for these jobs. And then the if uh, if I'm McDonald's and I just raise my minimum wage, my options are hire a fucking teenage idiot for $20 an hour or hire a guy who has his bachelor degree, who's 25 and kind of smart or whatever the case, like I'm going to hire the smarter guy, more educated guy. So the only difference is now we've got people with college degrees working at fucking McDonald's and the 16 year old who has no skills, like can't get a job anywhere because minimum wage is so high. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and I think we talked about this in an earlier podcast, but the problem with making the minimum wage so high is it makes everything go up. Business owners have to raise their prices um, to, to get, you know, to, to pay for that minimum wage. So it's not like people think like, oh, it's a living wage and they deserve it. And like, well, minimum wage is supposed to be for old people and, and kids, you know, that old people who just wanted to stay active and kids who needed work experience. It wasn't supposed to be um so so you could raise a family you know you non-goal having motherfuckers <laughs> mm -hmm. 
right. You know, like like the easiest job in America should should be able to fund me and my family. Like that's not how it works. You know, yeah. like you got to work at a place for a long time and build seniority and get raises and shit. Like that's how you get to the point that you're supporting your family, or you have to go to college and then get a really good paying job. But no, if you're at the point where minimum wage is the only kind of job you can get then bitching at the government is probably not the answer. Like bettering yourself is the answer. Get to the point where you don't need a minimum wage job. You can get that salary job, you know? Yeah. And going back to what, what you said on Facebook about, Hey, I need some work. It's not like you were like, here's my Venmo. If everyone would just send me $5, I could pay my bills the next two months. That would be <laughs> well, I've I've done that too. <laughs> so don't use that as the excuse of where the line is cuz I've definitely been that guy. My my high school friends still give me shit cuz I was that guy in high school. I would stand uh I would stand next to the lunch lady at the checkout register and people would pay for their lunch and I would just point at them and be like, "You need that change?" And they'd be like, fucking, it got to the point that everybody was just like, give Mike Baldwin my change. And then I would have like $30 in change. And then we would buy beer with it and party with it on the weekend. And we would use like, we would call it like lunch money party. So yeah, no, I was a piece of shit. I have never had any problem asking people for money. But that's not the point that, that I was making then. And that's not the point that he was making. Uh, so I, it didn't come up in the Twitter argument, but Yes, I am a piece of shit. <laughs> Take that, chop that out, and post it on stuff. Well, um, going back to more Twitter stuff, didn't you also post something about the Nashville Manifesto or whatever? I did, yeah. I'll read that to you also. When uh, uh, Stephen Crowder got hold of that the other day, and uh, and let's find it here... Well, while you're finding it, I'll just say that I, I heard most of the stuff that that person uh, said that shot up the the Christian school and the shit she was saying. I mean, it's always gross, but I've got a little blonde headed boy who has to wear a uniform to go to his uh, his school that he goes to two days a week. We homeschool and the other three. But it really it really w was hard for me to listen to, you know, her saying that shit and. Um, I don't know if there's, there's hatred out there from, from all kinds of people. It's certainly not just MAGA people and all that shit. There's a lot of people with hatred in their heart and, and they're mentally ill. You know, that's what bothers me the most is when they try to pin it on, you know, like, oh, this person was this, or this person was that I'm like, well, the, the main thing is that they were crazy. You know, you don't shoot up a school or a bank or whatever unless you're fucking batshit crazy mental illness in this country is something that really needs to be addressed. Yeah. Well, and that probably goes back to the pharma thing again. It's like, we've just trusted our doctors for so long that when they're like, here, give your 10 year old, this, this'll make them relax. And you're like, okie doke doc. Thank you. And then cut to 10 years later. And they're like, Oh yeah, no, if you stop taking that, like it's going to ruin your life. So you're going to need to just keep taking it forever. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's good. Like, I don't know. There's a difference between getting medicine when you're sick and just taking medicine so you don't get sick. That seems kind of weird to me. 
Like the medicine that you take to not get sick should be the food that you eat and the exercise that you do and the sleep that you get and the social interactions that you have. Like if you do those four things uh, like religiously, then you're going to be pretty healthy and happy all around. Yeah. Anyway, I have lost a lot of faith in doctors. Um, I mean, I, I'm not sure what at what point in my life that I started to realize that they're basically just middlemen. I mean, medical doctors, especially like the general practitioner you go to, all they are is they, they, they pimp drugs. They, they're like, well, I get a kickback from this. Why don't you try this? I, th- I think I don't remember if I was talking about this on the podcast or just to someone in general, but I, I couldn't sleep or I was telling the guy, the doctor, I had trouble sleeping sometimes. And he's like, well, here, take, you know, here's a prescription for this. And I get home and I start like, Googling the reviews and it's like pretty much an antipsychotic this guy was giving me and all the reviews were terrible. Like never take this. It's, you know, and it wasn't for someone like me. I'm like, I'm not going to take this shit. Like, I don't know how much money you get to, to pimp this on me or try to get me to take this. But I mean, I filled the prescription. Then I got home and I started, I was like, well, I better check this out before I start. And I was like, I don't need this. I'm not that guy. You know, like these aren't my issues. He's just like, yeah, try this. I bet it would have been awesome, though. Maybe (laughs) maybe you'd be hooked on them right now if you had taken that first one. Yeah, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast either, but they say like 70,000 people a year die just from taking uh, medicine that the doctor prescribed and not abusing it or anything, just taking it the way it's prescribed. Like 70,000 people a year die from that. Interesting. that's not just a few people. That's a ton of freaking people that are just like, oh, the doctor said take one of these a day. And you're like, that's that's a pretty big deal, you know. Um, but there's no repercussions for that shit. It's just, I don't know, man. Uh, where should we go next? Should we talk about Vivek Ramaswamy? and? Uh... Yeah, we can show some clips from that. Before that, this thing uh, says about 128,000 people die from drugs prescribed to them every year. But that also includes overdoses and and whatever else. So, yeah, I, it sounds about right that a good chunk of those would be people that just got prescribed something, took it as directed and had terrible reactions. I forget what number it is on the list, but one of the top leading causes of death are like medical mistakes, you know, just like, oh, I turned his oxygen up too too high or. I fucking pumped him full of this thing too much or whatever the case. Like they're just fuck ups, you know, the same way that I would like if I was a mechanic that I might like scratch somebody's car or something. It's just like, oh, man, I'm going to that's going to go on my record. People are going to be mad. You're like, you got to go tell the people that you scratch their car. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah, you got to do the doctor thing. Well, your 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 daughter didn't make it, sir. I apologize. And he's like, "What happened?" And the doctor's not going to just be like, "I fucked up, bro." Like, yeah. <laughs> "My bad, dude." <laughs> yeah, here's my lawyer's number if you want to talk to him. Um, what I feel like we glossed over it, but what were you going to say about Steven Crowder and the the manifesto? Oh, yeah. Well, so I uh, posted with the hashtag Nashville Manifesto. uh, It's so crazy. Everybody wants to blame the MAGA people for being so hateful. But over and over again, it seems like people on the left that are really doing all of the big destructive stuff. And yeah, that's when I got all sorts of comments. And uh, 
my favorite one was uh from this one uh it's a damn mike you threw a rock into the weeds and now we know where the hornet's nest is holy shit dude but then somebody posted a graph that could be from anywhere it's it doesn't say what newspaper or whatever it's from but it says murders connected to political extremism by type and of course the top type is white supremacy uh, the second type is anti-government. The third type is other right wing. And then below that is like Islam, left wing and other. Uh, and, the, and the comments on that are just like, hey, nice. Uh, what does it say? You made a nice chart in Microsoft Paint there. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody else said you need to cite where that graph is from because it's not true. Just the Vegas shooter alone accounted for lots of those shootings. And I don't really know what that means because I don't know what they said the Vegas shooter was. But that's another thing that's like that's why everything's bullshit is because the Vegas shooting happened and we still don't know the details of it other than like, ah, it was just a crazy guy. Yeah. Just, just your average everyday crazy guy that snuck a machine gun and enough ammunition into his hotel room to murder dozens or hundreds or however many people. No big deal. Well, and probably the most important takeaway of it is that they, the mainstream media, they didn't allow that information out, right? The stuff that Steven Crowder broke. No, Steven Crowder broke that. And, and the first thing the media tried to do was be like, it's not, that's not even it. That's nobody has any proof that that's the real thing that belonged to the killer. And they stopped doing that after an hour or two. And then the argument became like, who gave this to him? Like, did he, did he buy it from somebody? Like did a cop go into the evidence room and like sneak it out of there or whatever? And, I still don't know the answer to that. Crowder was like, fuck you. I'm never telling anybody who our sources are. Like, that's the number one rule of journalism. So, no, I'm not going to tell you. But uh, so the the point is that the news, if they even talk about it, which they're not even talking about it anymore. But when they were, the story was Stephen Crowder posts things that he shouldn't have posted. Not like, hey, look at how crazy this person was that killed all those kids uh even the the families like the lawyer of the family came out and was like they shouldn't have to see this kind of stuff and i don't know if the any of the actual families came out and talked but i heard people responding like they they have a right to see this stuff like i'm sure they've been asking for stuff like this from the beginning and you're like hiding it from them like i don't know i think uh it's it goes along with Elon buying Twitter and all of that stuff like citizen journalism is the thing now like all of this anything NBC ABC CNN Fox News even all of that shit like any story that they tell you is pre-approved by several layers of people above the guy who's telling you the story you know and any one of those people can like cancel that story at any time. If the head of Fox News like has a, a dirty secret that he wants to keep and and they're putting a story out that shines a little bit of light on that secret, he's going to be like, no, fucking take that off. You know, like we don't need to talk about that. And it's it goes from the personal all the way to like if the president calls the head of Fox News and is like, hey, don't don't run that story, then most of the time they're going to be like, all right, sorry, 
Sorry for even trying. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, and, and they make a ton of freaking money. You know, you start looking into how much money those news anchors make, and it's like, well, no wonder they don't question anything and they just read off those teleprompters. They're making a shit ton of money. And if they don't do it, somebody else will. They'll just be like, all right, you're fired. Bob, you're next. You know, and and uh, you've wanted this job for a while. Well, he won't go along. He won't play ball with what we want. So you're up. And they're like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. You know? So, um, so if we're done with that, we should. What what happened to the Nashville shooter? By the way, did she kill herself? Did they kill her? I don't even know. They, I'm pretty sure the cops killed her. Yes, they they. I think I saw the video of them busting into the school doing SWAT style shit and cornering her and and I guess she raised the rifle at him or something and they just emptied it on her. Was it a girl wanting to be a guy or vice versa? I think it was a guy that actually wanted to be a girl. Nope. It was a a biological female who wanted to be a dude. Yes. And okay. uh but then that was another weird part of the story was because her family and uh, like the family's lawyer and all that stuff calls her her and people are like wasn't wasn't it a transgender male and the family's like no he was she was not she was our girl and so that's its own separate argument of like shouldn't we respect what the person wanted her i their identity to be and the family's like nope yeah yeah it's amazing dude the 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 hypocrisy and the, the shit going on in this country, you know, like if I was like, I identify as a pro athlete, people would be like, well, you're not <laughs> like, no, I am. I, 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 I identify as one. Or if you went and try and buy a car and be like, I identify as a millionaire. So I'll just take it on. Here's my credit card. Just trust me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe no, that's it's not, it's not dumb. The, the, my favorite example of that is I identify as Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior. And people are like, all right, whatever. And I'm like, no, you have to think that also. And they're like, no, I don't. And I'm like, yeah, no, d don't, don't question my identity. My identity is that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of, of the universe or whatever. So now you have to think that and you have to respect my right to think that. I don't know. No, Everything's I, just... I, I see what you're saying. No matter how strongly you believe in something, it you can't force it on someone else. But when it comes to these kind of things, well, that's, that's different. You have to respect this. Like, no, you're clearly a dude or vice versa. Um, yeah. So, well here, let's let this lady talk for a second, play this video real quick. Cause it's right on topic. Okay. What's going on in America because they are indoctrinating students. They're indoctrinating students to go against their parents. And this is Marxism, this is socialism. I'm very familiar with it. And I want everybody to educate themselves. They have taken positions in government. They have taken positions in schools to bring about their ideology. And it's very radical. It's extreme radicalism. I'll give you an example, because I'm black. One way they can spread this, this indoctrination is they'll say, well, that's anti-black or you're being racist, but I know what Marxism is. I know what socialism is, and they will hide it under a guise. Well, we're going to teach first graders about sex, and we're going to do this because this is about equal rights, but it's not its not about equal rights. Socialist Marxism, they'll see it's right here on these universities, and it's in, they started in the private schools, and now they're, they're going to the charter schools, and they're going to the public schools, and they're teaching, liking 
socialist countries to be spies so we spy on each other. Don't tell your parents. Trust the teachers. Don't trust your parents. I'm mad that it cut off there because I bet she kept saying stuff, but I found her to be interesting. Let's you want to just plow through some videos since we haven't done any yet. Yeah. Um, do we have Vivek Ramaswamy videos? Um, yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, okay. I'm going to do the sh some shorter ones first. There's Biden being a fucking idiot. And then uh, Biden being an idiot earlier. Uh, so let's do those two real quick. Okay. Does it matter which one I do first? Nope. You think it is that you're trailing Trump and all these swing state polls? Because you don't read the polls, Austin Jiffer, and 10 polls. Eight of them on beating them in those cities. Eight of them. You guys only do two. CNN and New York Times. Check it out. Check it out. We'll get you a copy of all those other polls. But don't you believe you're trailing in battleground state? No, I don't. Ugh. Fucking guy. Yeah, it's... He's disgusting. And he's like, there's other polls that say I'm ahead. The only ones that you guys are looking at is CNN and the New York Times, two of the largest organizations in the country. And you guys are trusting them? Ridiculous. That's yeah. another, before we move on, that's another interesting thing is that everybody's starting to, other than the MAGA people, which I guess we're kind of split, too, because of the uh, debates and the primaries and all that stuff, but not nearly as much. But now the left is splitting because for the longest time, the left was like, you're being anti-Semitic or whatever. And now there's the whole Israel-Palestine thing. And now they're like, no, fuck Israel, like protect Palestine. And it's like, wait, isn't that anti-Semitic? And they're like, that's different. It's not the same. So now you got two sides that are both on the left that are fighting with each other over what's what's happening in the Middle East. And that stuff is just going to keep going on and on. It's like, oh, what's his name? Jordan Peterson said a long time ago, I remember this quote about you can only break yourselves into groups so many times before you're just an individual. So it's like, yeah, you can split people into black and white or whatever, or male and female, but now you got four groups. Now you got black females, white females, black males, white males. So that's four. If you just keep adding in more and more things, what about blacks that are for Palestine? Now you've got eight groups, blacks that are against Israel or for Israel or whatever, like if you keep doing that over and over again, people that that are Democrats or Republicans or or religious or not or whatever. Like eventually, if you keep doing that, you just get down to one guy. And that's what the founding fathers talked about was like, we're all individuals. We all have our own inalienable rights that people can't step on. I don't know. I, I'm just today's a rambling day. I hope people are still watching. <laughs> no, I, I think it's I think it's been a good podcast. I mean, we clearly get you know we get kind of fired up about this shit. And there's only been two presidents that opposed the the central bankers and all this stuff. Or something some something you said made me made this pop into my mind. It was Lincoln or and Kennedy, and they're both dead. And Trump and the media and 
a lot of people in government can't stand him because he's screwing up their game, their their way of life, the way they've been screwing us forever. They don't like it. Some of them probably secretly like Trump on some level, but they can't go along with him because it's going to ruin what they've got going, you know, all the yeah. money they launder. I just wonder what it's going to take to one of my biggest fears, but also like a thing that I kind of wish would happen is that the internet is going to be hacked one day, like the entire internet, everything electronic. So you'll be able to look up somebody by their name or their phone number or whatever, and see every text they've ever sent, everything they've ever looked at on the internet, uh, every like post that they typed half of and then deleted. Like if, if every picture and video and their camera roll, like if the whole internet got hacked and everybody could look at everybody, then it's like it's a day or two of people going crazy. And then after that, then people have nothing to fear anymore. All of the people who haven't been doing illegal shit, you know. So like, for example, if if I'm a senator or something and somebody's got dirt over my head and that's the reason that I'm voting against Trump or that I'm voting for to send money to Ukraine or whatever the case, like if I'm being bribed or blackmailed, and the internet gets hacked and all that shit gets out anyway, then people like that are like, well, now you got nothing over me because everybody knows already that I'm a piece of shit. So now I'm going to tell the truth. So hopefully I, I'm torn. Like, hopefully that doesn't happen in my lifetime because I would be embarrassed. I don't want people like I know that my phone is pointing in both directions when I'm holding it in my hand. So when I'm laying in bed jerking off, I know that it's getting both my face while I'm jerking off and the thing that I'm jerking off. Like there's days of video of just that. Like I didn't, I haven't saved any of it or of course, but I know it exists. And if I, if you go off of the theory that they're just recording everything all the time using our phone cameras to map the world. So AI can like have a, a heads up on, I don't know, whatever I'm, I'm rambling again, but that it, I think that might be a better movie than like a real thing to happen. But that's, it's, it's an interesting fantasy of mine is just like, we would catch every, every pedophile immediately. Every, we would find every victim. Like we would find every bribe and every like, shady business thing that's going on like they would all be available immediately for everybody to see husbands and wives would find out each other have been cheating or whatever and like they would either be like fuck you and and split up or they would be like all right we're even like starting now no more because you're a piece of shit and apparently so am i like i it would be good for the world as a whole for everybody to just be honest about everything for a while and be like yeah man i i'm a weird guy and people are like me too like it would just yeah it would be good overall but still i'm scared yeah i hope it doesn't happen the thing that pops into my head i mean there's all kinds of things but um i, I make some pretty off jokes especially to friends you know that i would don't believe like they're i don't I don't really think that way, but I've said some pretty off shit to, to my friends, especially close friends that I've had for a long time. Sure. Uh, we all have. And uh, I think it would be exposed just how fucked up everyone's sense of humor actually is. Um, but anyway, 
uh, let's plow through a few more videos because uh, I'm going to have to get off here right around an hour and I have to pee again. All right. Well, uh, we can, we've got two. Oh yeah. I guess I can't play them from my end, but both of these are uh, well over a minute. So play one of them and uh, jump up and go pee real quick. If you have to, I'm taking this other Biden one down. Cause fuck that. You want to? Um, well, I kind of like the Biden one just because he's so full of shit. I want people to see it. I mean, I know people who watch this already know that, but, um, yeah, the, the Biden video is, I believe it's from 2009 and it's him talking about gay marriage and stuff and, you know, sure he can change his mind, but he also goes around telling the story of how, when he was like an eight year old boy and he was walking down the street holding his dad's hand or whatever, and they saw two men kissing and he was like, what are they doing, Dad? And Joe Biden's father in 1940 or whatever was like, those two men are in love, son. And so he knew from then that everything was A-OK. But yet here's him on Meet the Press in 2009 shitting on gay marriage. Uh, so he's probably yeah. just full of shit. Yeah, I mean, I'll, as far as going to the bathroom, I'll suck it up. But um, yeah, he, this guy is... When I when I see people talk about like at least we have an honest president now and all that shit, I'm like, this guy is the absolute worst kind of person in every way. And I say that all the time, but I just it just blows my mind. I can't stand this dude. And look how freaking different he looks just from 12 years ago. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh avian flu we don't have enough vaccines we don't have enough police officers and we're going to debate the next three weeks i'm told gay marriage a flag amendment and god only knows what else i can't believe the american people can't see through this we already have a law the defense of marriage act where we've all voted not where i voted and others said look marriage is between a man and a woman and states must respect that Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Well, he changed his mind. Yeah, he's such a piece of shit. Uh, and mainly because of what you said. He acts like now he's so, you know, I... Ugh. It's just gross. Uh, which Vivek one should we play? I I am becoming a fan of this guy. Like, I think he's going to end up being Trump's running mate. I don't know how he wouldn't be. Yep, I think that's quite possible. Um, no matter what, he's he's unless he does something to to fuck it up in the next year, he he'll be in the Trump administration. I would imagine. Um, play the one. Uh, what, I don't know what the thumbnails are. Are they both Vivek in the thumbnail, or is one of them Tim Scott in the thumbnail? No, he one he has his hands like this, and the other one he just has one hand up. So. I don't know why it does that. I don't know why it gives you a different thumbnail. But either way, it doesn't matter. You can play either one of them. Okay. But yeah, I listened to this guy. Uh, he was on, I, I can't remember what I was listening to on my long road trip, and I listened to him, and I'm like, well, the deep state hates this guy. <laughs> Yeah. Good day to you, Senator Scott. Mr. Ramaswamy, are you persuaded by President Zelensky's urgent new plea? Where do you stand on more funding? I'm absolutely unpersuaded. And I'm actually enjoying watching the Ukraine hawks quietly, delicately tiptoe back from their position as this thing has unwound into a disaster. My bad. I had it on one and a half speed when I did it. I didn't even think about it until now. But 
so play this part at half speed and it'll sound normal. Sorry, everybody. The first half of this race, I was the only person standing for it. Now they're actually quietly coming around to being more cautious as they should. Level with the American people here. Ukraine is not a paragon of democracy. This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. It has consolidated all media into one state TV media arm. That's not democratic. It has threatened not to hold elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. That is not democratic. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky. Do it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. More facts for you that you won't hear from the mainstream in either party or the mainstream media. The regions of Ukraine that are occupied by Russia right now in the Donbass, Luhansk, Donetsk, these are Russian-speaking regions that have not even been part of Ukraine since 2014, that other people probably couldn't name those provinces for you. Those are the hard facts. And so to frame this as some kind of battle between good versus evil, don't buy it. And I like the likes of the, the sharpest of the war hawks on Ukraine, Nikki Haley, to have some accountability and answer. Do you want to use U.S. taxpayer money to fund the banning of Christians? That is actually what's happening. They're using the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. They have banned them. The Ukrainian parliament just did this last week, supported by our dollars. And I think you owe it to the American people, Nikki, to at least this Mr. one Ramaswamy, time condemn, thank you. That's time. At least Mr. Ramaswamy, thank their banning you. of Christians. Mr. Ramaswamy, thank you. We asked the questions. I'm pretty sure that's the only one that I did at one and a half speed. The next one should sound normal. And the, and it's funny that that last one ended with that lady talking because he's the one that, or she's the one that he shits on in this next video. I, I hope it's at the normal speed because that was hard for me to listen to. I couldn't hardly understand what he was saying. He talks pretty oh. fast anyway. Dude, I, anytime I'm watching a video that's more than a few minutes long, I put it at two times speed and I listen for like 10 seconds and then I put it back to one and a half speed and it just sounds normal. I listen to audiobooks at one and a half speed, everything. I'm, I wish I could do Netflix at one and a half speed, but it won't let me yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, here he is. Why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. Is it cancer? In the Re Just to throw in for those of you that don't know, he's talking about the election that took place on Tuesday uh, where Democrats won a bunch of shit all over the country though not in Wichita, Kansas, which is where I live, where the Democratic mayor got ousted by libertarian Lily Wu. So I'm excited to see what she does. But anyway, back to Vivek Ramaswamy. Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Christian Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to That's Governor, Governor Christie. Why are you...
audience. Audience, let's not do this. Let's, let's not do this. Let's let the candidate speak. Uh, Governor Christie, why? Audience, let's not cheer when somebody says something awesome. Can, can you guys stop? Will you yeah. just will you let Chris Christie talk? Especially when it points out how freaking corrupt and gross we are. Let's not do that. Yeah, but I I mean I like the points that he makes and and he's a smart dude. I'm just waiting for that whatever negative thing about him to drop. They've tried to do a few things already saying, you know, that he worked he worked in pharma. He's a I don't know if he's a billionaire. I know he's a multimillionaire at least. Um I I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with the guy. I don't want him to be my president. I want Trump to be the president and I'm not picking anybody else yet but if i had to i would pick him over nikki nikki haley i have the hiccups or uh fucking what's his name ron DeSantis. yeah yeah i have him i i I like him a lot and uh you know he he calls things like he sees them and and i think he would be a great running mate for trump and uh i hope it happens so we will see on that note um what else should we say before we get out of here? Um, let's see. Trump had to go to court the other day for his. Uh, I think this is still just the civil trial where they were saying that he like under or overvalued his properties and stuff to get loans or whatever. Um, here's his lawyer talking. I think it's his lawyer. I'm pretty sure it's the same girl like 20 episodes ago when I said that she had nice tits. You can't see him here, but I think this is the same lady. And she's just talking about how bullshit that whole thing is. You can play that if you want. Uh, Then we have this other thing. Um, Let's see here. Oh, this is a good one. Play that one that I just put up. Which one first? It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. Okay. I don't know if that's the same lawyer or not. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know either, but she says things that I liked listening to. So, okay. We are now over a month deep into the biggest waste of New York taxpayer dollars I've ever seen. President Trump's statement of financial condition was so undervalued, but Letitia James, as you've seen, will show up when it's a press day. I said it yesterday on the news. She hasn't been here for days, but you know when she's going to come? When the main event's here, and that is Trump. She piggybacked on Trump to get into office. She didn't do it well enough to be a governor. She was a failed gubernatorial candidate. And now she's working on her politics again. She shows up, sits in the back when she should be doing real work because the city of New York fallen apart. If you are a What happened to our internet at 101? You put your value. If President Trump wanted to inflate his network- Everything looks fine on my end. His brand alone could double, triple it. It's basic. It's basic. This is a waste of time. We heard testimony from an expert this week. Miss James wasn't here for that day because it wasn't good for her. He's been paid by New York taxpayer dollars, $450,000 in the past few months to come here and testify. That's your money. That's not my money. It is a crime. And now these children are being brought in away from their families for doing nothing wrong. It's a great company. It has always been a great company. It's worth a lot more than the statements say, and she just doesn't like it. And now her politics don't allow her to back off or back down. And it's unfortunate, but this case should be done. We are wasting our time. Thank you. 
She's great. What a good lawyer. And uh, she's so right. I mean, and obviously they don't give a shit about wasting taxpayers money. They've wasted like 30 trillion of it so far. So what's a few more hundred thousand or million. Yep. To them anyway. Um, all right. And here's this next one. It's called Trump a racist for his build that wall policy. Build that wall. Build that wall. Biden pretty much ran on the fact that he would not build another segment. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. We will not build a wall. Instead, we will build an economy where everyone who wants a good job can get one. And New York City is a sanctuary city. They said, come one, come all. We want people to come here, despite where they came from or despite the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this state. We see, say, you are welcome here with open arms. We'll not only house you, but we'll protect you. We are all in this together. We're not like those who are sending people away during their time of need. And this is how that's going. The children of migrant families shipped north on buses provided by Texas and Florida. More than 110,000 migrants have arrived in New York and now a dire warning from Democratic Mayor Eric Adams. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. We're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. With a surge in illegal crossings, the Biden administration has announced it is waiving more than two dozen federal laws to add on to the border wall in southern Texas. You could be woke and virtual signal all over the place as much as you want. But when the shit hits the fan, you might just look like a hypocrite. I like that one. <clears throat> yeah, that's so that's there that. That's their deal, man. They're the party of hypocrisy. It's freaking enough to drive you insane. Uh, it's getting it's getting dark here. It was super bright when I started, and I could probably turn a light on, but I feel like we're almost done now. So, yeah, you almost look like you're in witness protection, except you can see your face. I know. <laughs> like they fucked up. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll cover up your face, except just cover up everything except my face. <laughs> You're saying all this scandalous shit and you're about to get murdered because of it. Uh, there, how's that? Videos? That's better. Do we have any more videos or anything we want to say? Because now I am about to pee my pants. Yeah, we don't have anything that uh, that we need to to see today. We can save anything. I, I do want to say thanks again to Frank for having me on Quite Frankly last week. That was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm doing shows in Rogers, Arkansas at The Grove in the Fayetteville area, uh, Friday night and Saturday night, uh, the 10th and 11th. So come see me. Awesome. It's a fun little room. And uh, yeah, I meant to ask you about quite frankly at the beginning of this and I didn't. So I had a video of it, but we can save it till next week because you got to pee and we're well, well over an hour. So we're probably good to go. Okay. Yeah, we'll save that and uh, make sure you keep it for next week and make sure you Come to see me in Little Rock at the uh, Looney Bin there. If you're in town, if you're in that area, the November 15th through 18, I guess we'll be kind of sort of close to each other, but not really. Arkansas is kind of a big state. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, we will both be in Arkansas. I'll be at the Looney Bin November 15th through 18. But uh, even more importantly, right now, I'm trying to sell out my show at the Improv in Kansas City, November 22nd. Show starts at 7, improvkc.com. I think there's 80 tickets left. And uh, so... That's it. I will be there and uh, make sure you're going to make it happen. M-A-C-A-N it happen. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. And that's it. God bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in and take care. Goodbye. Peace.